0: Welcome to Mind and Heart, a podcast by Trinity Christian School in Fairfax, Virginia. In this space, we explore our calling to raise up the next generation to be salt and light in the world. Hello, and welcome to Mind and Heart, a podcast by Trinity Christian School. I'm your host, Joe Wilbur, and today I'm sitting down with Trinity student and head girl, Christine Sin. Christine is a leader amongst her peers, both formally and informally, and today she is going to talk to us about what it means to live a life of Christian service and the important role that service plays in leadership. Christine, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. So for those who don't know you personally, now you have been on the podcast before, so... (laughs) Guys, go back and listen to the other podcast that we did with Christine and our head boy, Jonathan. But for those who don't know you, can you tell us just a little bit about yourself, what you're up to these days, maybe what your plans are for next year as you get ready to graduate?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So hi, everyone. My name is Christine. Uh, I've been at Trinity actually since kindergarten, so this is my 13th year. Um, very excited. It's kind of bittersweet that I'll be graduating. Um, but during my time at Trinity, I became interested in creating innovation and initiatives that can serve communities both locally and around the world. So some things I do uh, service-wise at Trinity is, um, like Mrs. Wilbur kindly said, I am the head girl, so that's one of the positions in our new house system this year, where we create new leadership positions and new ways for students to connect with each other. I'm also the president of National Honor Society here at Trinity and we just open up avenues for students to serve around our local communities and global communities. So something that we've done this year is like Operation Christmas Child or writing letters to veterans. And finally, I'm also involved in the International Club here. Some of my plans for next year, I'll be attending MIT in the fall. I'm hoping to major in economics and math and I'll continue to engage in social innovation work. So that's a little bit about
0: me. Amazing. You said economics and math. Yes. yes that sounds like my worst nightmare, but amazing. <laughs> Congratulations. We are so proud of you and so excited you. for you. Thank you. And, you know, you say it's bittersweet for you. It's definitely bittersweet for us because you are such a staple in our community. Oh. Um, so thank you, you. to be a lot. Yes, you'll be very, very missed. Um, so can you tell us, you know, you mentioned a lot of service just right there in that answer. Can you go a little bit deeper on some of that? What were you calling it? Social innovation or uh, tech? What yes. You call it? Oh, yeah.
1: yeah, Social innovation.
0: Yes. Can you yes. tell us a little bit about that? What does that mean? Um, what What does that area of service look like for you?
1: Yeah, sure. I think for me, I like to say social innovation is a, a boundless plane with creativity and people. So I guess one way I like to say it is sometimes... The solutions that we have currently, like government solutions, are one size fits all. And God made each of us unique. So sometimes people can falter the cracks of those one size fits all solutions. So I think innovation can creatively help those communities that are under resourced. So I just like to create. Our God is a creator God. So I think it reflects God's nature well.
0: Yes. Amen. Amen. Can you give us like maybe a specific example of uh, your work involving that? Yeah, absolutely.
1: So um, I actually got involved in social innovation and startup work when I was diagnosed with scoliosis uh, Mm. at the age of 12. Before then, I actually wanted to be a professional tennis player, but uh, my scoliosis treatment had to have me stop professional training and eventually stop it altogether. And then a few years later after treatment, it was COVID and the pandemic and everyone was staying home. Mm. And I realized that Connection is not just something that you wait for. It's something that you pursue. Um, so during that time, I had lots of free time. So I taught myself to code a mobile Casual. app.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just casually taught myself to code. so easy. You're kind. Um, okay, so you, you developed a mobile app?
1: Yes, yeah. And that was the basis for ScoliaVen, which is now my startup that provides different avenues to connect and support scoliosis patients. So we connect patients to mentors and hospitals around the world, because a lot of people don't even know what scoliosis is when they are diagnosed, Mm. um, like me. So we just connect people to resources, as well as we create a global community to connect people to each other.
0: Wow. Well, I love that so much. It is really cool to hear that you used that difficult time in 2020 when we all were feeling alone and probably bored, right? (laughs) You saw that as an opportunity. Okay, how can I serve my community? And I love that you said you actually have to pursue connection. It's not something that just falls in your lap. I think that's really important. So is that something, that kind of mentality of looking for, hey, how can I serve? How can I help my community? Do you think that comes to you naturally? Is that a learned discipline for you? I think-
1: I think it's becoming more and more of a discipline as mm. I grow older, um, just in the ways like I get busier, or I get involved in more things. And then I have to remind myself, how can I align this to God's heart for service? I'm hesitant to say it comes naturally just because there are so many examples of like mentors and uh, people in my life who mm-hmm. have taught me what service looks like, like my parents, and my teachers and my friends that I think I would attribute a lot of my heart for, for service to them. So.
0: Mm. And do you have a specific example of someone or a particular mentor that has really yeah. taught you how to serve or? Yeah, I guess shouting out shouting
1: out just a few uh, really quickly. My mom mm. has a really big heart for service for others. She's part of this Bible study that she helps lead. But I see all the ways that she informally serves others as well, like bringing people cake on their birthdays because their parents can't come visit them mm. or dropping off food when they're sick. And I think it's just a way that she effortlessly cares for people right. that that I really admire. Another example, Mrs. Gerges, who's at the front desk. I, I think I'm not exaggerating when I say that she knows everyone and she loves everyone. Like she remembers, I'm like one out of 800 students, so like she remembers things about my day that I mentioned offhandedly when I walk in. Mrs. Byrie also, so she's been she's been a teacher in my life and also. When I was in fifth grade and I was trying to find more math resources to do at school, um, she's the one who actually signed me off and said that I can do algebra in sixth grade. So I'm always very grateful for, for her service, her courageous service and giving me a chance to pursue mm-hmm. math. And now I want to pursue math in college. And I I think a big part of it is because of her. And, and when we talk about like unspoken acts of service, I do need to shout out my computer science teacher, Mr. Grover. <laughs> he creates like a hundred slide presentations to teach us because he likes to put code on the slide and then go through it step by step so he like takes the time to hand highlight every Mm. single line of code and say like this is what this does he's probably the reason why i did well in that class honestly so yeah i I just think it's like those the the little things i can't even imagine how much time that would take but that has inspired me to really take the next step in ways I serve and teaching others, like as being a Physics One TA, for example. Um, like, whenever I think, oh, is this going to be like take too much time? I remember the 100 slide <laughs> <hundreds of> <laughs> presentations that um, really show me like the work and the love that goes into teaching as a service. So,
0: mm. well, it's so cool that you recognize that because I think. So much of what teachers do really is service, and we don't always mm. think of it that way. But you know, it might be easier to just stand up or and give a lecture or tell people to read the you know chapter. Okay, read the chapter for today. That's your yeah. That's your lesson. But instead, to say, how can I really set up these kids for success? How can I teach them in a way that's going to be beneficial to them, even if it's way more work for me. Yeah. And that really is service, right? I'm putting their needs above my own and I'm sacrificing my time and energy um, to, to help these students. So that's an awesome example. I love that. I guess another specific example, it's kind of the end of the year. So everyone's
1: signing each other's yearbooks, right. uh, which are amazing, by the way. And I notice when people are signing yearbooks, like they remember memories of things that we did for each other that like I didn't even realize. So like mm. I would sign in someone's yearbook like hey I remember that time in ninth grade when you really helped me out when I was having a bad time or you gave me flowers when I like least expected it. And they would sign my yearbook saying like I remember this time when you you gave me your lunch and I was like, "Oh, I didn't realize that." So I think that's really sweet how like service is kind of like sewing a thread, you know, mm. in connection. So.
0: Oh, I love that. Sewing a thread, you mean like making bringing people together? Like
1: Yeah, I think yeah, like sewing a thread between each other's hearts. Um I'd, I'd like to see connection in that visual sense like the idea yeah. of you're sewing a thread like not only in a tapestry of your own life but also connecting each other through through small ways I think is is what makes up service.
0: Sometimes it really is the smallest thing. I can think back to times in my life when someone did something for me or even just said something that for them they probably didn't even think about it, just a passing comment, but it may have affected my life deeply. You know, like, Absolutely, oh, I never realized yeah. that about myself or oh, no one's ever done that for me. Um, and you just never know when you're that person in someone else's life.
1: That's so true. Yeah. yeah and
0: I think it's really cool about service. I think half of the battle um, is looking around and seeing the need. And then being obedient to meet it mm-hmm. um, so can you talk to us a little bit about that? just the nature of what it means to serve and particularly maybe as Christians from a biblical standpoint, what does it mean to to be servant hearted and to serve others well?
1: yeah, I think um, I particularly like to look at the life of Jesus. I think he is mm-hmm. um, a servant in so many ways and senses of the form from the way that he washes the disciples' feet to i think I think something that I appreciate about. Looking to the Bible for biblical examples of service is that uh, Jesus serves different people based on what they need. Mm. Um, there's no one size, one formula of service that he uses. To the blind man, he says, "Do you want to be healed?" and asks if he believes. And to the woman at the well, he says, "I know about your past, and I still love you, and I have living water for you." Mm. Um, so I think it's very, I think it's very special how. She just provides like unique service to each person. And I think that's an example that we can follow.
0: Mm, That's so true because it probably means so much more when you, instead of just, Say you want to serve someone by talking to them in the hallway. You could just say, hi, good morning, something generic. Or you could say, how was that test you took yesterday? How'd that go? You know, something specific yeah. about them. It's so much more unique. And I think it really shows the heart of of service and of caring for someone. So true. Knowing what they yeah. need. Yeah, that's huge. Um, are there certain, are there maybe specific verses in the Bible? You mentioned the woman at the well. Are, are there maybe certain verses or a verse that you really are inspired by in terms of serving others.
1: Yeah, I think Matthew 5:16, which says let your light shine before others so that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven, just reminds all of us that the the point of a heart of service is to point people to Christ mm-hmm. and show others the light of Christ. So I think that's something that that helps me because Sometimes service can look good on the outside versus service that's not seen by anyone else. A service that's seen by others is not necessarily a bad thing, but that we should do service with the right mindset and the right heart for it.
0: Wow, that's so true. I am talking way too much already on this episode, but I'm a Young Life leader. And our area director, Curtis, he always says something to us. He talks about being... we are roof patchers. And what he's talking about is, you know, we all know the famous story of the friends lowering their crippled friend in through the roof, right? They dig a hole in the roof, they lower their friend to the feet of Jesus, and Jesus can heal that person. But we never think of who came along behind and patched the roof without Mm. grumbling, without complaining, patched up the hole in the roof. Someone had to do it, right? Mm. And it's this part of service that nobody sees, nobody talks about, it's not written in the Bible. And as Young Life Leaders, that's what we do. And so I just think as Christians, being willing, am I, yeah, we all want to be you know, the person who lowers the friend in, th- in through the roof, because that's the part that everybody knows about. But are we willing to be the person who comes behind and patch the roof and yeah. get no thanks, get no recognition? Yeah. Um, and I think that is really the call on our lives as Christians a lot of the time. It's not mm. glamorous, right? Mm,
1: true. That's so profound.
0: I love that. Yeah, I love that too. I don't know if you got that somewhere, or if you made that up, but either way, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. All right. So you are, are a leader in a big way. I think in many ways, you're a leader here at TCS, but particularly you are head girl, right? So it's, an honor, I'm sure, to be in that position. But really what that means is, well, maybe you can tell us a little bit more about what that means actually. And then what role service plays, yeah, in your leadership position here?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I am very honored to be Head Girl. It's not something that I expected. So I'm very thankful for everyone who nominated me and supported me after they announced that I was in this role. I think for me, my leadership is service. Mm. Um, Like the two are so Closely and intimately intertwined, that you almost can't differentiate one from the other. Mm. I think, as head girl, my job is not to be in the spotlight, but to bring others to the spotlight, whether it's through informal ways where I visit people in other grades and their forms and ask how they're doing and uh, build someone's confidence so they can share about their day. One thing that I'm really proud of being implemented this year is creating more committees. So students can say, I'm passionate about this. Can I lead this committee? And we'll say, Absolutely. I think that's something that makes me really excited because I think my main job as head girl is, is to find the right people, not to be the right person.
0: So, Mm. so elevating other people to the right positions for them, whether it be leadership or, yeah, sounds like helping them to discover and really take hold of what they're passionate about. Mm -hmm. Right. Which is really, really cool. Awesome. And it seems like you're doing an amazing job, by the way, as someone on the sidelines. It's so fun to watch you guys. All right. So why do you think that is important for Christians, fellow students, families? Why is it important for us to cultivate hearts of service within ourselves? Like why even pursue that kind of a lifestyle that doesn't always sound like fun?
1: Yeah. um, No, I definitely agree. I think service takes a lot of work, Mm. but I think it's also the type of work that God initially intended for us. Even looking back in the garden, um, our role was to have dominion over the animals and the earth, but also to to cultivate it, to serve it in a way that all of creation can be fruitful and glorify God. So I think service, even as we step out of the garden, is a glimpse of what God intended for work to be and is a very fruitful work. Yeah, I think I think it's also one of the greatest illustrations of love mm. that we can show That's really radical in comparison to what other people who aren't Christians describe service as. I think it's great that our culture is starting to head towards valuing service and saying, if you're creating a business, does it fulfill environmental needs or does it serve the community? Mm -hmm. Um, But I think Christians have a radical call to service that is different from just the hot topic that saying the word service could provide.
0: Mm, Totally. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. As I'm hearing, you talk, I'm convicted in my own life. How else can I be serving? You know, what else can I be doing? Are there areas in my life where God's calling me to serve that I'm not serving? How would you encourage someone like me or someone who's listening who wants to start trying to serve more, start having more of that servant-heartedness? How would you? What would be your word of encouragement? Oh, yeah. Um, well, I do want to start by saying that you serve all of
1: us. So like, I'm I I admire you. No, I admire you. I think so sweet. I think especially like when we we're talking about like the roof patchers, like the people in the media team, like don't always you guys are the ones behind the cameras. So you guys aren't the ones who are featured. So, we're very blessed to have you. Thank um, you. And I I didn't even know you were a part of a young life so that's that's really cool. Yeah,
0: yeah, thank you.
1: I guess like for an encouragement just to bring it back to the thread metaphor, looking for the opportunity I think is the first step. So looking to see how can you sow that thread of connection with another mm. person um if they like bring something up to you um about something that they're going through or a big event that they have almost like have a separate spot in your heart where you can like store those things away. And sometimes I remember them at like random moments while I'm driving home or like doing the dishes and then just offer a little prayer for that person mm-hmm. and, and ask them later on, how did that go? I think also remembering that just like Jesus showed, service is unique to every different person. Mm-hmm. And ultimately remembering that God is the one who opens the doors of service opportunities and also the doors to each other's hearts. So
0: Yeah, well, I love that. I think you're right. It is so unique, you know, we are called to serve, but it's impossible for one person to serve in every area. And mm. so I think a huge part of it is definitely relying on the Holy Spirit to guide us into, okay, first of all, where is there a need? And am I suited to meet that need? Do I have the physical and spiritual gifts that are needed to meet that need well? And I think when you do that and pray and listen to the Holy Spirit, you can't go wrong. And the Lord can use us in mighty, mighty ways to do amazing things. So how encouraging is that? Well, So true. I think you answered all of my questions, but is there anything else that you would want to add or that I didn't ask you that I should have? Oh, um,
1: I guess as a senior, I'm thinking about this like going into college. I think yeah. service can be a very hard thing to do. It can, it can often require a lot of courage. I think it was like 2 Timothy 1, 6 or 7 that says like the Lord did not give us a spirit of fear, but of of love and a sound mind. Mm. So um, I'm trying to remember that aspect of courage for service too as I step into a new environment. But
0: Yes, amazing. Well, we are so excited for you and we'll be praying for you in your next chapter. Thank you. Um, you And we just can't wait to see all the amazing things that you do in your life, Christine. Thank you. Thank you so
1: much. I really appreciate
0: it. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Mind and Heart, a podcast by Trinity Christian School. If you enjoyed this conversation, leave us a five-star review and share this episode with a friend. It helps us so much. For more information, visit us at www.tcsfairfax.org.